God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. I have been working with wood for many years now. I used to build cabinets and custom furniture. I have now traded that in for doing wood sculpture. I'm constantly looking for the best tools to accomplish the task at hand. The question is, what works the best? No matter what business or task at hand, having the right tool for the job is always paramount. So what works best for you? How do you deal with the circumstances or tasks of your life to be able to move forward with less stress and more success? Not having the right tools or abilities can cause lots of problems. How do we face these challenges? Faced with great odds, what do you do? In today's episode, I give you something that will help. From the title of the episode, you already know the subject matter. Give a listen. When I think back over my career as a handyman and woodworker, I cringe at times when I think of how I used to handle a job with the wrong tools. Things took much longer and didn't always turn out the best. In our current times, we are surrounded with a myriad of facts and information from supposedly reliable sources that are causing a lot of confusion and fear. What can we do to not be crushed by the weight of all these so-called facts? Where can we turn to be assured of hope and security? As I pondered this a few days ago over a cup of tea, chatting with the Father, he reminded me, prayer works. Assaulted by fear echoing in my ears, seeing through the tears, the future is not clear. What can I possibly do to make it through? I need to change my view to see what is true. Facts are facts, but they can have bad impacts. They can distract and make for a bad react. Truth does not fade, so hold it and be not swayed. Upon it your mind stayed to receive what you've prayed. So give prayer a start without doubt in your heart. Fears will begin to depart as God does his part. Build prayer in your walk, a hedge about you that can block. Ask, seek, and knock constantly all around the clock. Jesus is my rock who I seek, as the song says, all around the clock. I mentioned it before that I do not spend time listening to the news because, first of all, I can't tell if it's true or someone's agenda to control my life. And secondly, it makes me depressed and angry. There is very little celebration of life or truth in the news media these days. I'm not trying to be someone who hides from reality. I'm just not sure that what I'm being told is reality. My reality is is Jesus. I look to him and his father on how to deal with the situations of my life. What do we do with the fears echoing in our ears? If I look at my arm and it is broken, I cannot deny that reality, but I can, by prayer, supersede it and receive healing in the name of Jesus. Prayer is an action. And it becomes the power of God in action as we claim and believe his promises. Prayer is seeing our request or desire accomplished 
before it is done. We read in Mark eleven twenty three and 24 from the New American Standard Bible, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it shall be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they shall be granted you. These are perhaps the two most foundational verses concerning prayer. Unfortunately, mountains do sometimes stand in our way and need to be removed. The challenge is not to look at the mountain, but to look at the promise that it can be removed. The first truth revealed here is we speak to the problem, not to discuss, debate, negotiate, or plead with it, but to command it to go jump in the sea. Our focus on the mountain is its removal, not its hindrance. The size of the mountain can at times affect the size of our faith. I realize this. Even though we may be those that have a little faith, at least we have some. Jesus speaks about this in the record concerning the casting out of a demon that the disciples could not achieve. We pick it up in Matthew 17, verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. The great thing about faith as a mustard seed is that a mustard seed has great potential even though it is tiny. When we say yes to the promises of God, we are exercising our faith in his word. The power lies within our agreement with his word. I don't remove the mountain. God does. What we do is speak the truth that God reveals to us. The power is in his word, and we must speak that word, not constantly talk about the problem. If you read about Elijah, he spoke the word of the Lord, and it came to pass. Elijah is first mentioned in 1 Kings chapter 17. We pick it up in verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah was very bold in saying that nothing would happen but according to his word. Elijah was in agreement with the word of God. It is said of him that the word of the Lord in his mouth is truth. When dealing with the 450 prophets of Baal, as Elijah prayed to God, he said, I have done all these things at thy word. What word is in your mouth and where'd you get it? Are we repeating the words of the world that are designed to surround and beat us down? Or are we repeating the words of God that are designed to uplift and give us life? The second truth revealed in Mark eleven twenty three and 24 is that we speak without doubt in our heart. We must believe that what we say shall come to pass. 
God says we shall have whatsoever we say. So what are you saying? Verse 24 continues and says that the things that we desire when we pray, when we ask God to intervene, we believe that we have received them and we shall have them. We must see the desire already granted in our heart and then it comes to pass. We do not see and then believe, we believe and then see. Another issue about prayer is that kneeling on one's knees with fingers interlaced may demonstrate a humble heart to God, but it is not the complete image of prayer. That is one way to approach him, but another image or posture of prayer is having our fist raised up preparing to fight. Prayer is one weapon in our challenges of life. Prayer is aggressive, Prayer overpowers and binds the opponent. Prayer is victory. Prayer is not a passive response to the troubles and turmoils in our lives. Prayer is the simplest exercise of the power of God. Our prayer attacks and defeats our enemies. Prayer is simply talking to God, sharing your heart with him concerning your life, and making requests. When all our physical strength and mental stamina have long ago surrendered to the circumstances, we always have the ability to pray. Prayer is making a stand on the truth. There are many things we can do in our society to face the challenges before us. We can have debates, and we can have rallies, we can shout from the rooftops about the injustices and evils that are about us. These things sometimes do have a positive effect, but one thing I can guarantee that will work is prayer. And that's not my guarantee. It is the guarantee of Mark eleven twenty three and 24. I recognize at times I think too much and don't pray enough. Many years ago, the Lord gave me the simple phrase, pray more, think less. It is a poster on my wall now, but I need to make it more than a slogan. I need to make that my habit, my lifestyle. Am I thinking about my problems or praying to the Lord about them? There's so much that we can be proactive about in our prayer lives to bring about change, not only in our personal lives, but in the lives of our community and even our world. There is a common slogan that says, think global, act local. I'd like to change that to pray global, act local. Sometimes we think, what does the prayer of one person accomplish? What difference does it make if I pray for people in other countries? How can I pray for the end of human trafficking? Or how can I pray against great injustices? God works with each person and has given every one of us great authority. And as we read in Mark eleven twenty three, it says that we have whatsoever we say. So again, what are you saying? There's an amazing record in the book of Joshua concerning our ability to make declarations. Joshua and his crew are busy clearing out the promised land. They are fighting against different enemies, and at one point, God starts dropping great stones from the sky. 
basically, God starts dropping meteors on the enemy to the point that more people die from the meteors than from Israel fighting. God always has to remind us that he's the one that is truly fighting our battles. But at one point, as Joshua and company are fighting, the sun is starting to set, and they're chasing the bad guys, and Joshua makes a declaration. We read about this in Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Joshua is having a good day defeating the enemy, but there's a lot of them, and the sun is going down, and he doesn't want to let them get away. The record says that Joshua spake to the Lord in that day. This is what he said. So he looks up at the sun and tells it to stand still. It amazes me that he could even conceive of being able to do such a thing, let alone accomplish it. And while some say he did it because the Lord told him to, there is a verse that indicates the idea came from Joshua. We read that in the next verse, verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. God heard Joshua and granted his declaration. Of course, this seems impossible, but our God is the God of the impossible. Basically, the earth stopped rotating for that period of time. But how can that be? I don't know. Ask God. He's the one in charge. We believe in a God we've never seen. We believe that he raised Jesus Christ from the dead three days after he died. We believe that Lazarus was raised from the dead four days after his death. We believe that Jesus fed thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Jesus tells us to command our mountains to go jump in a lake. Joshua is definitely a forerunner or type of the Christ. This record concerning Joshua shows the extent of power of our words. When will we believe in the power we have been given? When will we accept the authority that we have in the name of Jesus? Elijah was able to affect the country that he lived in by his prayer and faith. Moses was able to affect the children of Israel by his declaration of the word of the Lord. Noah was capable of Noah was capable of affecting all mankind by his obedience to sacrifice to the Lord. You and God make a majority. God saved Elijah from Ahab and Jezebel. God saved Moses and the children of Israel in grand style. God saved Noah and all of mankind. What will God accomplish with you as you partner with him in prayer? 
I would like to recommend a book to you by Mark Geppert, who is the founder of Southeast Asia Prayer Center. Mark walked the killing fields of Cambodia during the reign of the Khmer Rouge. He became well known to the government of Cambodia to the point that they asked him to start schools years later. He did so with the orphans of that country, with the caveat that the curriculum would be Christian-based and include the gospel of Jesus. They allowed him to do so. Mark has a book entitled, Attack Lambs. It is testimonies of prayer walks and the signs, miracles, and wonders that prayer causes. Prayer is powerful. God is waiting for us to partner with him. It starts with a simple conversation. He's waiting for you. I'm also waiting to have a conversation with you on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. Also, if you would like to contact me, my email is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. If you have any prayer request, I would be glad to pray with you. Have a great day.